0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Navin School students are in the running for a national Cy Fest award, but they need our votes. More details on the way after Adele. Adele, hello and LMFM's 11 to 1, Sinead Brazzle here with you and Navin school students need our help. They are in the running for National SciFest Award but they uh, need votes. So this project was created by two fifth-year students at St. Joseph's Navin Mercy and they are looking at the effect of the menstrual cycle on participation and performance during physical education in schools. So PE in schools and clubs and this is in the running for National SciFest award next week. So Maya Gallagher and, uh, or sorry, Mia Galligan and Maya Ducey have created this project. It's called P. E. Read, uh, very clever play on the name there, and it's featured uh, also in the BT Young Scientist Expo as well. And it picked up a highly commended award there. So the girls are doing absolutely great work with this. So they took part in SciFest regional final. That was before the summer. They won overall best project award. So now they're true to the national final. And that's going to be happening on a Friday, this coming Friday. But we have until Thursday to vote. Okay. So they say on their Facebook page, they say we've entered the STEM outreach video competition. So the competition is awarded by voting of the public. So every vote they get is so appreciated. So if you head over to scifestfinal2023.ie, so SCI, Fest Final 2023. You'll find all the projects there, and you'll see the girls' project, and you can give them a vote there on that website as well so best of luck to them it's uh, happening on Friday but the votes are open until Thursday now let's see what's happening in the world of celebrity now
2: The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app
0: Hi I'm Max Josie Gibson's chat with Jamie Lynn Spears is the main bit people are talking about from last night's I'm a Celeb Jamie really wasn't listening to Josie as she explained who people were
2: I was talking with TV presenter oh that's awesome yeah, so, like, um, I work on a show called This Morning, and, oh, it's so fun. It's so good. Really? I mean, that's so cool. You get to get so many different guests and meet people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and then um, Fred, do you know who Fred is? Mm-hmm. So the Fred is, like, uh, oh, a, a, a restaurant
1: here, right? He's oh, wonderful. restaurant here. If you ever watch First Tate's, mm-hmm. oh, my yeah, yeah, oh, my God. It's brilliant. What is it? So, basically, they take it they take,
2: like um, a People on a first date, they didn't know each other, uh-huh. and then they film it in his restaurant. And then Nigel, you know, do you know who Nigel no is? Who? Nigel. And then Nigel's, and then... Oh, Josie. No, he's just like an MP.
0: The BBMAs were on last night, and I'm Good Blue by David Guetta and BB Rexa was one of the big winners. It won top dance electronic song at the awards. Jordan won Big Brother over the weekend. He posted this very short message to his fans. True to character, it was very dry.
3: Thank you to everyone who voted for me. I I did have the best time despite my face, and I'm so grateful. So
0: thank you so much. It, It means everything. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date
2: with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app.
1: Yes, and that was an interesting conversation, all right, around the campfire between Josie and uh, Jamie Lynn Spears, who hadn't a clue who any of the people were that she's in the jungle with. So there you go. More celeb news a little bit later on with Eddie Caffrey on the drive, but you can find out more celeb goss right now on LMFM. <coughs> Shakira, hips don't lie. Now I have a very, very overactive tear duct and I just cried at the drop of the hat and let me tell you, I was bawling at this last night it's a new documentary, it's out right now it's called So This Is Christmas and it is very much shining a light on people who find Christmas lonely, sad and difficult here's a little taster of the trailer for you Hello Santa
2: all the girls in my house are so excited Hello Santa
3: and this will be my third year to- tor- as the men with the beard. My God. Well done. Oh, God.
2: And Joseph, will you help Mary just in case she drops the baby?
3: A Christmas first. is something you have to feel. And um,
1: most of the time I don't.
2: I'm
3: um, sorry.
0: I can't say I dislike Christmas. But it's a huge for 24 oh. hours.
2: Jacket stuffed.
0: Yes, please.
2: card wrapping paper, a honey rate. Everything is much more expensive this year. I just put up
1: the Christmas tree to fit in with everybody else. If I didn't pop a tree, it would be just like another time to me now.
2: Did you know Christmas is cancelled? It's because I told Santa it's good and he died laughing. <laughs> loneliness is one
3: thing. But being invisible and
2: forgotten is something else. I do start crying when they sing in Christmas cards. I just want to be left alone.
1: It's very, very poignant. It is very, very um, heartwarming as well. I am going to say there's a lot of hope in this as well. We're going to be chatting to Ken Wardrop. He's the uh, documentary filmmaker, the director behind this documentary. So this is Christmas. We're going to join him next.
2: 11 to 1 show
1: LMFM There are many people who dread the Christmas season. Another holiday on their own, another financial stress and another year without a loved one. Renowned documentary filmmaker Ken Wardrop is shining a light on five ordinary people who are navigating personal dilemmas triggered by this overwhelming time of year. So This Is Christmas is a moving, poignant and reminder really of what's really important at what is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. I'm delighted to have Ken Wardrop on the line with me now, Ken, you're very welcome to 11 to 1. How are you getting on?
3: Good. Thanks, Nate, for, uh, for the chat.
1: Great to have you on. Now, you know, I think this is going. This is your best work, right? Every time you bring a new film out, I'm thinking, how is he going to top this? But this, I think, is your most important work as well. Did you know from the start, starting out of this project, that this film was going to be special?
3: Um, no, to be honest, Nate. You're, mm. you're always a nervous wreck, to be <laughs> honest, when you're making films. And it's only ever going to be as good as the people you find. And when we set sail on the project, you know, we we I remember the first day sitting around with the researchers and we just brainstorming the type of people we we might um, try to discover on this journey. And you know, our expectations were makes you know we didn't know um but as we got on the road and we discovered people out and about and actually just ordinary people and at the the conversation alone when you brought up Christmas and the dread in some people's voices when they heard that word it sort of it started to build a a bit of momentum as we found people and then of course you know I think I'm very privileged and honored to have Have the characters that are in the film uh, present and I do think even though there is a darkness that prevails across the film there's also a lot of lightness and lots of laughter to be had because ultimately people have a great resilience Mm -hmm. and no matter how complicated and difficult their lives are I think they all shone um, in the sense that they had hope and I think yeah. that's what... I, I, this film was originally called I Hate Christmas.
1: I did but, read that. Yeah. I'm so glad and, you changed the name.
3: <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I personally think it could have been... It sounded uh, reverence, and it might have captured a few people's imaginations. Yeah. But so many people love Christmas, ultimately, you know, and I didn't want to alienate them either. And it's not about that at all. So, uh, but this, it's... The genesis of the project was basically um, my memory of Christmas as a young person because I lost my granny on Christmas Day. She was staying with Mm -hmm. us and she died um, with us. And that had a real impact on our lives and our Christmases for quite a few years thereafter. And I remember, like, the Irish Mammy is so crucial to a Christmas being a success. Yes, do. Let's face it, they hold it all together. They provide the warmth and comfort and the food. And, uh, you know, and all I can recall for those years following um, Granny's passing was Mum crying in. We used to put the clothes over the aga to dry. And I just remember my mum burying her head in there. And, and, you know, and that was, um, you know, it was a sad time. But, you know, as as the years progressed, Christmas came back to being uh, a jolly occasion. And, you know, as opposed to missing granny at the table, we, we would have celebrated the fact that we were all together. And that's what Christmas is about, you know, uh, yes. the opportunity to gather with loved ones. We've lost the battle, uh, Sinead, to commercialization. Oh, we that's have. Happened. <laughs> you know, happened. Yeah. There's no going back. And it wasn't a film that kind of, Ultimately, I think that I Hate Christmas film was about that, yeah. and actually, it morphed into something else because that's that's done and dusted. You know, there's no going back. Unfortunately, we all might start back to the good old Christmases of old. Yeah, and we have. You know, we are where we are, and I think this film may be just a subtle reminder of what actually is so important that we have the opportunity to to be around people and i know you you listed some of the characters mm. and the complications they are but i find the one thing that ultimately across all the stories is is a loneliness you know mm. and therefore at christmas is really important that we remember uh, the joy that others bring to our lives and mm. the joy that we can give others by just spending a bit more time with them and I'm not trying to be preachy this all comes from the film and and that's uh, the
1: thing I think people need to take away from this it's definitely not preachy it's done through the characters in the most subtle way and it really makes you kind of sit back and think about sort of how you celebrate yourself and what you kind of prioritise and I think you know I know you're saying it's a cliche but for me Ken I don't remember you know growing up in the kind of late 80s 90s I don't remember quite as much excess around Christmas you know like now don't get me wrong we always got what we asked from Santa but you asked for one thing you certainly weren't listing off things and the build-up to Christmas started kind of in December now we're seeing decorations in August and I know I know we can't get that back but I do think that a film like this sort of reminds us about you know what is important about Christmas and and what do we value about this time of year.
3: For sure, for sure. And another inspiration, and this this speaks volumes for why I went out to make the film, actually, is uh, a member of the family. She's a single mum of my family. And, you know, she really struggled financially during the year. And she'd start saving in June, July in order to give her two boys the best Christmas possible. And that's important to her because she doesn't want the boys to be feel left out or, you know, it's been, and I totally get that at the same time as being someone and I'm, you know, I'd be more comfortable well off than she would be, but at the same time, I'm going to be sitting on my own on Christmas evening, watching something on TV and thinking, my God, um, She's won the lottery because she's got the two boys cuddling into her and that's mm. what they're going to remember from Christmas. They'll remember the fire blazing and mum in their arms. And I think that's something that, you know, as, uh, you know, a man without kids, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's just something different. And, um, you know, I, I, another inspiration behind it, to be honest, with that yeah. story. Uh, yeah. And the fact... That, you know, I would, you know, I'd be kind of complaining about the Christmas and saying, oh, you shouldn't be buying the kids that much. Because mm. I have a friend over in Norway and she knit, she starts, and she's a wealthy lady in yeah. her own right. But she'll knit, start knitting in October, the kids, she's got four girls and she'll knit them their presents for Christmas. And that's what Christmas has become for them. Mammy is spending the time in the evenings yeah. to see her. What they'll do, and then, and she's she's managed to manoeuvre them into that position of thinking what Christmas is about. Of course, they get whatever they want most of the year round. I'm sure. Yes, but, uh, but it's Christmas. about that
1: special kind yeah. of bringing it back to simple things. And and there's image, uh, there's imagery in the documentary of you know the single mother dancing with her children as they decorate the Christmas tree. Um, you know the the image of the single uh, lady who is struggling with an eating disorder. Again, another story that's not kind of I suppose highlighted as much as it should be, uh, going out and trying to actually get that perfect present. And you can sort of see that's tremendously challenging for her to buy that present because she is somebody that kind of is, I suppose, consumed by perfection. And there's a, you know, if if people watch it, they'll, they'll understand why. So there's all of this that's going on. And as you say, you know, it's very much about these little moments. And what I loved about this as well is, in between these five stories, we have the traditional things that we associate with Christmas. So we have the school nativity. We have the most characteristic, <laughs> I think such a character, this lady that comes down the stairlift in the amazing Santa sort of outfit. She looks incredible. We've got a guy delivering a present and a tractor. I mean, I just love that you've put all of these lovely little images in there as well.
3: Yeah, well, we, we uh, when we were making it, we called them the Advent scenes. So it's almost like an advent calendar that yeah. different little scenes pop up and uh, are the countdowns Christmas and signify you to know that how I suppose everything starts to get a little bit more heightened as you get closer and uh, and so they they were fun to to create and uh, we'd we'd such joy in the opportunity to go around the country and find those little scenes, And it's lovely that you point those out, Sinead, because, again, there's lots of humour to be had in this film. And I want to go back, because you mentioned something there about... The, the family dancing around the Christmas yes. tree. Yes. Well, I think that is a great summation to what I was trying to achieve. That family every year have a dance around the Christmas tree. They call it the tinsel dance. Oh, I love And it, it has to be to Joe Dolan or it won't happen, you know, because <laughs> I was like, well, we'll never afford Joe. And I was like, could we not kind of put on something generic? And they were like, no, it has to be Joe. So uh, we eventually managed to get Joe Dolan and the, the piece of music on board. But but that's what those kids will remember when mm. they're in their 20s and 30s. The fact that they did this random tinsel dance around a tree, not what was beneath the tree. Yeah. You know, it's going to be those moments. And I think, you know, um, again, just to go back and, you know, just to be championing those those little things that we really do forget that make this time of year so special. And, you know, I remember the little thing I remember from Christmas, most of all was mum and dad lighting the fire in the good room, which would not be used for the entire year. And then I'd go down and I'd be in my pajamas we're a big old cold house and I just looked so forward to having the presence on the little mat in front of the fire and just being able to be there mm. and just it felt so special that the fire was lit and it was just one of those occasions.
1: Yeah, um, and you know, yeah. as, you're, as you're talking there, you're bringing me back because we spent Christmas in Cork because my mother is from there. And we'd go to, no, not quite midnight mass, but you know the way you'd have mass on Christmas Eve. And we'd always drive home singing Christmas carols. And I was sandwiched in between two brothers, which was fantastic, Ken, uh, for me. <laughs> and they used to sing, you know, like the 12 days of Christmas. So they used to sing the first day of Christmas. Whatever. And as soon as we get to the five gold rings, it was always belted out like five golden. rings. <laughs> And the car, you know, ricketing down these country roads back to, as you say, the warm house and into the pajamas and into and into bed for Santa. Absolutely, it's those things that stick out in, in our minds. That sense of, of togetherness that I think, you know, we we've lost to think a little bit. Uh, can we go back to the the five people as well because? You deliberately don't say who they are, which I think is really important because these people are in Loudon Meads. They are in our own town here in Drogheda. They are everywhere. Isn't that the point of this?
3: Oh absolutely, I think all the characters are familiar to us all, they're our cousin our, our neighbour, our friends you know, um, they are the every person That's and I think you mentioned my films in general yeah. at the start of this conversation and that's what I chase are the ordinary everyday folk I'm from the Midlands myself uh, County Leash and I tend to go back there when I'm trying to find characters because it's the world I understand and it's the world that are familiar to me growing up and and so on, so I think I, there's no point referencing who the, these people are, no. they are familiar to us all, and that's the point definitely Sinead, you know um, of course sometimes you go out and you, you worry that you're going to fail, I mean I've been very lucky with this because um, the response and even overnight, you know just emails coming through to me this morning, it's just really heartening because you know first and foremost my duty of care is to the uh, people in yes. the film, because they really are laid out. Oh, they bear their souls. Oh, yeah. They bear their souls. Mm. And, you know, if and I'm so pleased for all of us. And I say that cuz we're a team in it together um that the feedback has being universally great, and people are so uh, appreciative of watching something that is authentic, that is real, that isn't you know manufactured. I think you know. Last night I went home and I wanted some escapism. Mm. I went looking on Netflix and I tr- tried two separate programs, and my God, it was just absolute utter drivel. And I was like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, I've so been much women, of no a take. Oh yeah. I I know and I thought maybe there is hope for a film because ultimately we depend on people kind of going out of their way to find this film because it's a small yes. little And this and I am I'm always
1: it. about this Ken I'm always about promoting this on the show people don't understand how you know okay it's it's incredible work and you love it but it's also so destroying and it's very hard and you know it's not glamorous and you need people to go out to cinemas to to support this and they they it's this is not a sort of a, a sweeping nationwide release. There are select locations no, for this.
3: Yeah. There is select locations and that's why if anyone fancies seeing it and can't see it, just go into the cinema or ring the local cinema yes, to have them. a chance to be showing it. Yeah. Because that's what we need to, to um that's the reality now cinemas are really catering for a cohort of people and and it's understandable they're chasing they have to survive their business but equally it does mean so many people miss out on great films and um you know culturally significant pieces as well but mm-hmm. do feel this has something to say about us uh, as a nation as a people right here right now as well yes. you know um so, and I think that's so important that it can spread beyond, and actually, to be honest Janet again, this film it will resonate with people beyond mm. the pale. It is about uh you know country folk yeah. i I represent so I actually put it in a in a little synopsis that this is one this is a little village in the middle of Ireland or a, a small town in the middle of ireland of course it's it's not but I wanted to feel like it was it could have all been set in the same town it's it's people around small towns but it's not one specific town but, uh, again, yeah, and it, it definitely has that,
1: yeah, it really does, and as you say you need you need people to go see it now, I have to mention as well not just the stunning score and and music by Emer Noon, I mean, absolutely amazing, just just stunning, but also you were very lucky with the weather because this opens with a stunning image of this like straight from a Christmas card itself, you know a frost covered field, two beautiful horses, the hint of snow around the place. I mean, very, very lucky with the weather, Ken, or were you chasing the weather around the place?
3: No, we were really blessed. So what happened was, obviously with a film that leads up to Christmas, you have a finite sort of schedule that you have to work yep. to. And we kick-started it in, i say, the second week in November. And I think it was the beginning of December last year, we got this patch of frost. That lasted for an entire week, amazing, and we were so we were able to do the day job and get our character stories as well as finding uh, some of those beautiful images that do um, are across the film at different places, so we just got lucky, honestly, I do count my lucky stars for that um, because Christmas, we we have this impression of Christmas, obviously white and snowy and all this. So I did when it happened, we were all very excited that we would have the opportunity of um, capturing some of those visuals. And you know, absolutely, shout out to Emma Noon, she's an incredible creative, uh, incredible creative, uh, but also Narian's a male on camera. Mm -hmm. He just did a stunning job and uh, Some people, when they see this film, they just assume it's me because of the intimacy of the the set-ups but actually there are nine people behind me there are lights wow. outside windows okay. and everything it's a big operation this film it wasn't just a fly in the wall documentary but it
1: yes. really has that feel like as you say you know there's there's aspects where you're you know filming uh, one of the characters getting ready for bed or you know uh the the parents reading the story to the kids all that's and it really does have that fly in the wall intimate feel which is a testament to as you say everyone be- behind the camera has it made you feel different differently about Christmas
3: now? Well, yeah. I have to say, like, uh, so this is going to be difficult to talk about. Forgive me if I get emotional, but this year um, my mum passed away in the summer.
1: Oh, no. And this will
3: be my first Christmas without mum. So it's kind of ironic that, you know, I'm going to have the experiences that some of my um, uh, some of the people in the film had last Christmas, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think as I said earlier, mommies make Christmas, don't they? And a lot yes. of our Christmas revol- revolves around mum now. And she, she was in a nursing home, so she wasn't well. But even over the last Christ- few Christmases, we made it our business. You know, the yeah, Christmas day was about that and how how could we share it with mum? So um, this Christmas is going to be a lot, uh, uh, far more complicated and difficult for us all. But she'll be in our memories and, you know, it's... That, oh, She, she will know, be so you know. proud.
1: I know because we've spoken about this before and I know from your previous work she you had such a close relationship and she was a real champion of you and your work and everything so I've only no doubt that she would be just so proud of, of this and how well <laughs> it ha, it has been received really and truly and I, I'm sorry to hear that because as I say I know how, how close you were to her but um, I think this has to be something people watch along with the usual festive films you know it makes you examine what time of the year this this the time of the year is supposed to be about and i think the father of the two boys jason he sums it up best when he says the greatest gift you can receive or give is time and that is exactly what i will take away from it ken as i say at the start at the start i think it's your best work i think it's your most important work and i i thank you so much for for joining me for the chats this morning
3: thank you I really appreciate you giving us the time to talk about film.
1: No problem at all, Ken Wartrup there. Now, I'm going to give you the list of places that it is going to be seen in. So we can see it in Dublin, right? In the IFI, also in the IMC in Dunleary, the IMC in Santry, and in the IMC in Savoy as well. In the Lighthouse, movies at Dundrum, movies at Swords as well, movies at the Square, the Odeon in Kulak and the Odeon in Stillorgan, and the Omniplex in Rathmines. They're probably the closest ones to us here. But as Ken said, do ask your cinema, are you going to screen it? Because that is really, really important for Irish uh, films. It really, really is. So this is Christmas. It is out now.
2: The 11 to 1 show. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes. Backed by Gáis Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie Hoy's DIY
1: Castle Bellingham require a full-time yard assistant. Please apply with your cover letter and your CV to jobs at DIY.ie. The closing date for this is the 24th of November. Part-time carer required to support a lady in her own home in Kingscourt. If you're interested, please call June on 85 7203792 Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on
2: LMFM.ie. LNFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Port Energy. For gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point
1: installation, visit localheroes.ie Music from Keen Duck Row on the way, but just getting a message actually when Ken was on talking about So This Is Christmas, he says uh, this message says, we lost my sister in August 2019 and then my father on Christmas Eve 2019. These Christmases since were not so bright and warm. However, two little babies have been born into the family in the last 3 months so this christmas will be so much warmer and brighter as our hearts are mending says patricia rd and that's what it's about that's what we were talking about there it's sometimes we forget it it's it's these moments with family. It's these times that we have together, uh, you know, for however brief or however long they may be, we have to cherish them. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your message. Best Life Fool again, bringing our show to a close. Coming up tomorrow, Maria Macklin is back with us. She's going to be talking festive style and on Thon Arts Centre in Dundalk have an exciting production that is coming in the new year. So we're going to be finding out more about that on tomorrow's show. That is my lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your Day and I'll chat to
2: you again tomorrow. Listen back to the Eleven to One Show podcast on LMFM.ie or the LMFM app.
1: Navin School students are in the running for a national Sci Fest award, but they need our votes. More details on the way after Adele. Adele, hello, and LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazzle here with you. And Navin School students need our help. They are in the running for National SciFest Award, but they uh, need votes. So, this project was created by two fifth year students at St. Joseph's Navin Mercy, and they are looking at the effect of the menstrual cycle on participation and performance during physical education in schools. So, PE in schools and clubs. And this is in the running for a National SciFest Award next week. So Maya Galligan and uh, or sorry Mia Galligan and Maya Ducey have created this project. It's called P.eRead, uh, with very clever play on the name there. And it's featured uh, also in the BT Young Scientist Expo as well, and it picked up a highly commended award there. So the girls are doing absolutely great work with this. So they took part in SciFest Regional Final. That was before the summer. They won overall best project award. So now they're true to the national final. And that's going to be happening on a Friday, this coming Friday. But we have until Thursday to vote. Okay. So they say on their Facebook page, they say we've entered the STEM outreach video competition. So the competition is awarded by voting of the public. So every vote they get is so appreciated. So if you head over to scifestfinal2023.ie, so SCI, Fest Final 2023. You'll find all the projects there, and you'll see the girls' project, and you can give them a vote there on that website as well so best of luck to them it's uh, happening on Friday but the votes are open until Thursday now let's see what's happening in the world of celebrity now
2: The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app
0: Hi, I'm Max Josie Gibson's chat with Jamie Lynn Spears is the main bit people are talking about from last night's I'm a Celeb Jamie really wasn't listening to Josie as she explained who people
2: were I was talking to am a TV presenter oh that's awesome Oh. Yeah, so like um, I work on a show called This Morning and oh, it's so fun. It's so good. I know that's so cool. You get to get so many different guests and meet so many Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and then Fred, do you know who Fred is? So Fred is like a uh, restaurant here, right? It's oh, a
1: wonderful restaurant here. Have you ever watched First Takes? Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah, god, go brilliant. Go what is it? Oh, so basically, they, cool. take, yeah. they take it take. Like, um,
2: people on a first date, they do not know each other, uh-huh. and then they film it in his <laughs> restaurant. Is, um, well and then, okay, Nigel, know. Do, you know, do you know who Nigel is? Who? I don't Nigel. Know. And then, and then, uh, okay, and, and then Nigel's, and then, uh, and then... Oh, Josie. No, um, oh, wait, uh, no, no. You just like oh, an no. MP.
0: The BBMAs were on last night, and I'm Good Blue by David Guetta and BB Rexa was one of the big winners. It won top dance electronic song at the awards. Jordan won Big Brother over the weekend. He posted this very short message to his fans. True to character, it was very dry. Thank you to everyone who voted for me. I I did have the best time despite my face, and I'm so grateful. So thank you so much. It, It means everything. That's The Buzz. I'm Max.
2: The Buzz. On LMFM, keep up to date with all the latest
1: news and gossip on the LMFM app. Yes, and that was an interesting conversation, all right, around the campfire between Josie and uh, Jamie Lynn Spears, who hadn't a clue who any of the people were that she's in the jungle with. So there you go. More celeb news a little bit later on with Eddie Caffrey on the drive. But you can find out more celeb gossip right now on LMFM. Shakira, hips don't lie. Now I have a very, very overactive tear duct and I just cried at the drop of a hat and let me tell you, I was bawling at this last night. It's a new documentary, it's out right now, it's called So This Is Christmas and it is very much shining a light on people who find Christmas lonely, sad and difficult. Here's a little taster of the trailer for you.
2: Hello, Santa. All the girls and boys who've all so excited... That was
3: and this will be my 33rd year tor- to- tor- as the men with the beard. Oh my God, oh my well God. done.
2: And Joseph, will you help Mary just in case she drops the baby?
3: A Christmas spirit something you have to feel. And um, most of the time I
1: don't.
2: Um,
3: sorry.
0: I can't say I dislike Christmas. But it's a huge fuss for 24 hours.
3: That'd
0: Jacket stuffed? Yes, please.
2: Card wrapping, paper, a holly But everything is much more expensive this year. I just put up the Christmas
1: tree to fit in with everybody else. If I didn't pop a tree, it would be just like another time to me now.
2: Did you know Christmas is cancelled? It's because I told Santa it's good and he died laughing. <laughs> hey,
3: John loneliness is one thing but being invisible and forgotten
2: is something else i do start crying when i be in christmas cards I just going to be left alone
1: it's very, very poignant. It is very, very um, heartwarming as well, I am going to say. There's a lot of hope in this as well. We're going to be chatting to Ken Wardrop. He's the uh, documentary filmmaker, the director behind this documentary. So this is Christmas. We're going to join him next.
2: Oh, the 11 to 1 show.
1: LMFM. There are many people who dread the Christmas season. Another holiday on their own, another financial stress and another year without a loved one. Renowned documentary filmmaker Ken Wardrop is shining a light on five ordinary people who are navigating personal dilemmas triggered by this overwhelming time of year. So this is Christmas is a moving, poignant and reminder really of what's really important at what is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. I'm delighted to have Ken Wardrop on the line with me now Ken you're very welcome to 11 to 1 how are you getting on
3: good thanks Sinead, for, uh, for the chat
1: great to have you on now you know I think this is going this is your best work right every time you bring a new film out I'm thinking how is he going to top this but this I think is your most important work as well did you know from the start starting out of this project that this film was going to be special
3: um, no to be honest nature mm. you're always a nervous wreck to be honest <laughs> when you're making films and it's only ever going to be as good as the people you find. And when we set sail on the project, you know, we, we I remember the first day sitting around with the researchers and we just brainstorming the type of people we, we might um, try to discover on this journey. And, you know, our expectations were mixed, you know, we didn't know. Um, but as we got on the road and we discovered people out and about and actually just ordinary people and, at the The conversation alone when you brought up Christmas and the dread in some people's voices when they heard that word it sort of it started to build a, build a bit of momentum as we found people and then of course you know I think I'm very privileged and honored to have to have the characters that are in the film uh, present and I do think even though there is a darkness that prevails across the film, there's also a lot of lightness and lots of laughter to be had because ultimately people have a great resilience mm. and how complicated and difficult their lives are. I think they all shone um, in the sense that they had hope. And I think yeah. that's why I, I, this film was originally called "I Hate Christmas." I did read
1: that. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad and you changed the name.
3: <laughs> I know. I mean, I I personally think it could have been. It sounded uh, reverence, and it might have captured a few people's imaginations. Yeah, but so many people love Christmas ultimately, you know. And I didn't want to alienate them either. And it's not about that at all. So, and uh, but this it. The, the genesis of the project was basically um, my memory of Christmas as a young person because I lost my granny on Christmas day she was staying with mm-hmm. us and she died um, with us and that had a real impact on our lives and our Christmases for quite a few years thereafter and I remember like the Irish mammy is so crucial to a Christmas being a success because yes. they do, let's face it they hold it all together, <laughs> they provide the warmth and the comfort and the food and Uh, You know, and all I can recall for those years following um, Granny's passing was Mum crying in. We used to put the clothes over the aga to dry. And I just remember my mum burying her head in there. And, and, you know, and that was, um, you know, it was a sad time. But, you know, as, as the years progressed, Christmas came back to being uh, a jolly occasion. And, you know, as opposed to missing granny at the table, we, we would have celebrated the fact that we were all together. And that's what Christmas is about, you know, uh, yes. the opportunity to gather with loved ones. We've lost the battle, uh, Sinead, to commercialization. Oh, we that have. happened, <laughs> you know. Yeah. There's no going back. And it wasn't a film that kind of, Ultimately, I think that I Hate Christmas film was about that, yeah. and actually, it morphed into something else because that's that's done and dusted. You know, there's no going back. Unfortunately, we all might start back to the good old Christmases of old. Yeah, and we have. You know, we are where we are, and I think this film may be a, just a subtle reminder of what actually is so important that we have the opportunity to to be around people. And I know you you listed some of the characters mm. and the complications they are, but I find the one thing that ultimately, across all the stories, is is a loneliness, you know? Mm. And therefore, at Christmas, it's really important that we remember uh, the joy that others bring to our lives and mm. the joy that we can give others by just spending a bit more time with them and I'm not trying to be preachy, this all comes from the film and why?
1: And that's uh, the thing I think people need to take away from this, it's definitely not preachy it's done through the characters in the most subtle way and it really makes you kind of sit back and think about sort of how you celebrate yourself and what you kind of prioritise and I think, you know, I know you're saying it's a cliche, but for me, Ken I don't remember, you know, growing up in the kind of late 80s, 90s, I don't remember quite as much excess around Christmas you know, like, now don't get me wrong, we we always got what we asked from Santa but you asked for one thing you certainly weren't listing off things and the build-up to Christmas started kind of in December now we're seeing decorations in August and I know I know we can't get that back but I do think that a film like this sort of reminds us about you know what is important about Christmas and and what do we value about this time of year.
3: For sure, for sure. And another inspiration, and this this speaks volumes for why I went out to make the film, actually, is uh, a member of the family. She's a single mom of mm. my family. And, you know, she really struggled financially during the year. And she'd start saving in June, July in order to give her two boys the best Christmas possible. And that's important to her because she doesn't want the boys to be feel left out or, oh, yeah. you know, it's being, And I totally get that. At the same time as being someone, and I'm, you know, I'd be more comfortable well off than she would be, but at the same time, I'm going to be sitting on my own on Christmas evening watching something on TV and thinking, my God... um, She's won the lottery because she's got the two boys cuddling into her. And that's Mm. what they're going to remember from Christmas. They'll remember the fire blazing and mum in their arms. And I think that's something that, you know, as, uh, you know, a man without kids, uh, you know, it's just something different. And, um, you know, another inspiration behind it, to be honest, was that story. Yes. uh, And the fact... That, you know, I would, you know, I'd be kind of complaining about the Christmas and saying, oh, you should be buying the kids that much. Because mm. I have a friend over in Norway, and she knit, she starts, and she's a wealthy lady in yeah. her own right, but she'll knit, start knitting in October, the kids. She's got four girls, and she'll knit them their presents for Christmas. And that's what Christmas has become for them. Mammy is spending the time in the evening yeah. to see her what they'll do and, that, and she, she's managed to manoeuvre them into that position of thinking what Christmas is about of course they get whatever they want most of the year round I'm sure yes but, uh, but it's Christmas. about that
1: special kind yeah. of bringing it back to simple things and and there's image uh, there's imagery in the documentary of you know the single mother dancing with her children as they decorate the Christmas tree Um, you know the the image of the single uh, lady who is struggling with an eating disorder again another story that's not kind of I suppose high Highlighted as much as it should be uh, going out and trying to actually get that perfect present. And you can sort of see her, that's tremendously challenging for her to buy that present because she is somebody that kind of is, obs- I suppose, consumed by perfection. And there's a, you know, if, if people watch it, they'll, they'll understand why. So there's all of this that's going on. And as you say, you know, it's very much about these little moments. And what I loved about this as well is, in between these five stories, we have the traditional things that we associate with Christmas. So we have the school nativity. We have the most characteristic, <laughs> There's such a character, this lady that comes down the stairlift in the amazing Santa sort of outfit. She looks incredible. We've got a guy delivering a present in a tractor. I mean, I just love that you've put all of these lovely little images in there as well.
3: Yeah, well, we, we uh, when we were making it, we call them the advent scenes. So it's almost like an advent calendar that yeah. different little scenes pop up and uh, are the countdown to Christmas and signified, you know, the, how I suppose everything starts to get a little bit more heightened as you get closer. And uh, and so they, they were fun to, to create and uh, we we'd such joy in the opportunity to go around the country and find those little scenes and it, it's lovely that you point those out Sinead because again there's lots of humour to be had in yeah. this film and I want to go back because you mentioned something there about the, the family dancing around the Christmas yes. tree well I think that is a great summation to what I was trying to achieve that family every year have a dance around the Christmas tree they call it the tinsel dance oh, I love and it. it has to be to Joe Dolan or it won't happen you know because <laughs> I was like well we'll never for Joe and I was like could we not kind of put on something generic and they were like (laughs) no it has to be Joe so uh, we eventually managed to get Joe Dolan and the, the piece of music on board but that's what those kids will remember when mm. they're in their 20s and 30s. The fact that they did this random tinsel dance around a tree, not what was beneath the tree. Yeah. You know, it's going to be those moments. And I think, you know, um, again, just to go back and, you know, just to be championing those those little things that we really do forget that make this time of year so special. And, you know, I remember the little thing I remember from Christmas, most of all, was mum and dad lighting the fire in the good room, which would not be used for the entire year. And then I'd go down and I'd be in my pajamas we are a big old cold house and I just looked so forward to having the presence on the little mat in front of the fire and just being able to be there mm. and just it felt so special that the fire was lit and it was just one of those occasions.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, yeah. as, you're, as you're talking there, you're bringing me back because we spent Christmas in Cork because my mother is from there and we'd go to, no, not quite midnight mass, but you know the way you'd have mass on Christmas Eve and we'd always drive home singing Christmas carols and I was sandwiched in between two brothers, which was fantastic, Ken, uh, for me. <laughs> and they used to sing, you know, like the 12 days of Christmas so they used to sing the first day of Christmas or whatever and as soon as we get to the five gold rings, it was always belted out, like five golden. rings! <laughs> <laughs> And the car, you know, ricketing down these country roads back to, as you say, the warm house and into the pyjamas and into and into bed for Santa. Absolutely. It's those things that stick out in, in our minds, that sense of, of togetherness that I think, you know, we, we've lost to think a little bit. Uh, can we go back to the, the five people as well? Because... Yeah. you deliberately don't say who they are which I think is really important because these people are in Loudon Meads they are in our own town here in Drogheda they are everywhere isn't that the point of this?
3: Oh absolutely I think all the characters are familiar to us all they're our cousins our- our neighbour, our friends, you know, um, they are the every person. That's, And I think you mentioned my films in general at yeah. the start of this conversation, and that's what I chase, are the ordinary, everyday folk. I'm from the Midlands myself, uh, County Leash, and I tend to go back there when I'm trying to find characters because it's the world I understand, and it's the world that are familiar to me growing up and and so on so I think I there's no point referencing who the, these people are no. they are familiar to us all and that's the point definitely Sinead you know um, of course sometimes you go out and you, you worry that you're going to fail I mean I'm being very lucky with this because um, the response and even overnight you know just emails coming through to me this morning it's just really heartening because you know first and foremost my duty of care is to the uh, people in yes. the film because they really are laid out. Oh, they bear their oh, souls. Yeah. They bear their souls. Mm. And, you know, if, and I'm so pleased for all of us, and I say that because we're a team in it together, um, that the feedback has been universally great and people are so uh, appreciative of watching something that is authentic, that is real, that isn't, you know, manufactured. I think, you know, last night I went home and I wanted some escapism. Mm. I went looking on Netflix and I tried two separate programs and, my God, it was just absolute, utter Drivel, and I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I so much remember. of it, well, maybe, Oh yeah, I know. And I thought maybe there is hope for a film because ultimately we depend on people kind of going out of their way to find this film because it's a small yes. little and this. I'm I'm always
1: it. about this, Ken. I'm always about promoting this on the show. People don't understand how, you know. Okay, it's it's incredible work, and you love it, but it's also soul destroying, and it's very hard, and you know, it's not glamorous and you need people to go out to cinemas to to support this and they they this is not a sort of a, a sweeping nationwide release. There are select locations no, for this.
3: Yeah. There is select locations, and that's why if anyone fancies seeing it and can't see it, just go into the cinema or ring the local cinema yes, to get their chance to be showing it. Yeah. Because that's what we need to to um that's the reality now. Cinemas are really catering for a cohort of people, and, and it's understandable. They're chasing, they have to survive their business. But equally, it does mean so many people miss out on great films and, um, you know, culturally significant pieces as well. Mm-hmm. But I do feel this has something to say about us uh, as a nation, as a people right here, right now as well. Yes. You know, um, so, and I think that's so important that it can spread beyond. And actually, to be honest, Junaid, again, this film, it will resonate with people beyond mm. the pale. It is about, uh, you know, country folk. Yeah. I, I represent, so I actually it in a in a little synopsis that this is one, this is a little village in the middle of Ireland or a, t- a small town in the middle of Ireland. Of course, it's, it's not, but... I wanted to feel like it was. It could have all been set in the same town. It's, oh yeah, it's people around small towns, but it's not one specific town. But uh, again, yeah, and it, it definitely it has in... that.
1: Yeah, it really does. And as you say, you need you need people to go see it. Now, I have to mention as well, not just the stunning score and and music by Emer Noon. I mean, absolutely amazing, just just stunning. But also, you were very lucky with the weather because this opens with a stunning <laughs> image of this, like straight from a. Christmas card itself you know a frost covered field two beautiful horses the hint of snow around the place I mean very very lucky with the weather Ken or were you chasing the weather around the place
3: no we were really blessed so what happened was obviously with a film that leads up to Christmas you have a finite sort of schedule that you have to work yeah. to and we kick started in I say the second week of November and I think it was the beginning of December last year we got this patch of frost that lasted for an entire week, amazing, and we were so we were able to do the day job and get our character stories as well as finding uh, some of those beautiful images that do um, are across the film at different places, so we just got lucky, honestly, I do count my lucky stars for that um, because Christmas, we, we have this impression of Christmas, is obviously white and snowy and all this, yeah. so I did when it happened, we were all very excited that we would have the opportunity of um, capturing some of those visuals and you know, absolutely, shout out to Emma Noon, she's an incredible oh, yeah. cra- creative uh, incredible creative uh, but also Narian's a male on camera mm-hmm. he just did a stunning job and uh, some people when they see this film they just assume it's me because of the intimacy of the, the yes. set but actually, there are nine people behind me. There are lights wow. outside windows okay. and everything. It's a big operation. This film it wasn't just a fly in the wall documentary. But it
1: really it's... has that feel, like as you say, you know, there's there's aspects where you're, you know, filming uh, one of the characters getting ready for bed, or you know, uh, the the parents reading the story to the kids. All that's and it really does have that fly in the wall intimate feel, which is a testament to, as you say, everyone be- behind the camera. Has it made you feel different? differently about Christmas now?
3: Well, yeah. I have to say, like, uh, so this is going to be difficult to talk about. Forgive me if I get emotional, but this year um, my mum passed away in the summer. Oh, no. And this would be my first Christmas without mum, okay. so it's kind of ironic that, you know, I'm going to have the experiences that some of my, um, uh, some of the people in the film had last Christmas, mm-hmm. you know. And I think as I said earlier mommies make christmas don't they and a lot yes.
2: of our
1: christmas
3: revol- revolves around mum now and she she was in a nursing home so she wasn't well but even over the last Christ- few christmases we made it our business you know the yeah, christmas day was about that and how how could we share it with mum so um this christmas is going to be a lot uh, uh, far more complicated and difficult for us all but she'll be in our memories and you know it's the things that, oh, things. She, she will be so proud
1: know. I know because we've spoken about this before and I know from your previous work she you had such a close relationship and she was a real champion of you and your work and everything so I've only no doubt that she would be just so proud of, of this and how well <laughs> it ha, it has been received really and truly and I, I'm sorry to hear that because as I say I know how, how close you were to her but um, I think this has to be something people watch along with the usual festive films you know it makes you examine what time of the year this, this the time of the year is supposed to be about and I think the father of the two boys Jason, he sums it up best when he says the greatest gift you can receive or give is time and that is exactly what I will take away from it, Ken, as I say as I said at the start, I think it's your best work I think it's your most important work and I, I thank you so much for, for joining me for the chats this morning
3: Thank you Sinead, I really appreciate giving us the time to talk about film.
1: No problem at all, Ken up there. Now I'm going to give you the list of places that it is going to be seen in. So we can see it in Dublin, right? In the IFI, also in the IMC in Dunleer, the IMC in Santry and in the IMC in Savoy as well. In the Lighthouse, movies at Dundrum, movies at Swords as well, movies at The Square, the Odeon in Kulak and the Odeon in Stillorgan and the Omniplex in Rathmines. They're probably the closest ones to us here but as Ken said, do ask your cinema, are you going to screen it? Because that is really, really important for Irish uh, films. It really, really is. So this is Christmas. It is out now.
2: The 11 to 1 show. LMFM. MFM Job Search with Local Heroes. Backed by Gosh Energy. Replace your old, inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie Hoys DIY Castle
1: Bellingham require a full-time yard assistant. Please apply with your cover letter and your CV to jobs at DIY.ie. The closing date for this is the 24th of November. Part-time carer required to support a lady in her own home in Kingscourt. If you're interested, please call June on 85 Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie.
2: All job search with local heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps, and electric vehicle charge point installation.
1: Visit localheroes.ie. Music from Keen Duck Row on the way, but just getting a message actually when Ken was on talking about So This Is Christmas. He says, uh, this message says, We lost my sister in August 2019 and then my father on Christmas Eve 2019. These Christmases since were not so bright and warm. However, two little babies have been born into the family in the last 3 months so this christmas will be so much warmer and brighter as our hearts are mending says patricia rd and that's what it's about that's what we were talking about there it's sometimes we forget it it's it's these moments with family. It's these times that we have together, uh, you know, for however brief or however long they may be, we have to cherish them. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your message. Best Life Fool again, bringing our show to a close. Coming up tomorrow, Maria Macklin is back with us. She's going to be talking festive style and on Thon Arts Centre in Dundalk have an exciting production that is coming in the new year. So we're going to be finding out more about that on tomorrow's show. That is my lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your And I'll chat to you again
2: tomorrow. Oh, Listen back to the eleven to one show podcast on LMFM.ie or the LMFM app. Oh, LMFM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.